It's been quite a while since I have tried to record anything on a podcast since leaving the ministry and pastoring our church and we are in a transition time. It's been more writing and more reflecting, more journaling rather than doing anything on my blog and certainly not preparing any sermons. So it's difficult for me to do something in a recording like a podcast without any interaction. But today I wanted to do that because today is February 15th, 2018. Yesterday was Valentine's Day, was also also Ash Wednesday. I was in an afternoon Ash Wednesday service and came home and began to see a Twitter my Twitter feed blow up with um, prayers for Florida. So I began to look and find what was going on. And the story, uh, now written a little bit after the fact, is this. In Parkland, Florida, which is in Broward County, it says this. A heavily armed young man barged into his former high school, about an hour northwest of Miami, on Wednesday, opening fire on terrified students and teachers and leaving a death toll of 17 that could rise even higher, authorities said. Students huddled in horror in their classrooms, with some of them training their cell phones on the carnage, capturing sprawled bodies, screams, and gunfire that began with a few shots and then continued with more and more. I saw one video where um, a student had his camera on and you could hear the gunfire right in the classroom and students screaming. I saw another video where SWAT had come in to the school and was trying to clear out the classrooms and the video showed students cowering behind their desks and as the police came in to let students know it's time to go um, students would raise their hands and you could hear whimpering and you could see just hands violently shaking out of fear And those two small video clips will just be burned in my mind. Let me get back to this story. The dead included students and adults. Some of them were shot outside the school and others inside the sprawling three-story building. The gunman, armed with a semi-automatic AR-15 rifle, was identified as Nicholas Cruz, a 19-year-old who had been expelled from the school, authorities said. He began his shooting rampage outside Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in this suburban neighborhood shortly before dismissal time around 2.40 p.m. He then made his way inside and proceeded down hallways he knew well, firing at students and teachers who were scurrying for cover. Oh my God, oh my God, one student yelled over and over in one video circulating on social media as more than 40 gunshots boomed in the background. By the end of the rampage, Mr. Cruz had killed 12 people inside the school and three outside it, including someone standing on a street corner, Broward County Sheriff Scott Israel said. Two more victims died of their injuries in local hospitals. The aftermath at the school was an eerie shrine, with chairs upended, a computer screen shattered with bullet holes, and floors stained with blood. This is catastrophic, said Sheriff Israel, who has three children who graduated from the high school. There really are no words. 
Mr. Cruz was arrested in Coral Springs, a neighboring city, a couple of miles from the school, about an hour after fleeing the scene, authorities said. He had slipped out of the building by mixing with the crowd of students. In addition to the rifle, several, uh, Sheriff Israel said, Mr. Cruz had countless magazines. The gunman had clearly prepared for the attack, Senator Bill Nelson of Florida said in an interview after speaking to the FBI. The shooter wore a gas mask, had smoke grenades, and he set off fire, the fire alarm so kids would come out of the classrooms, said Mr. Nelson, citing details he learned from the FBI. Several students said they found it strange to hear the alarm because they had already had a fire drill earlier in the day. Sheriff Israel said he did not know the gunman's motives. He said a football coach was among the dead and the deputy, son of a deputy sheriff among the injured. Twelve of the 17 dead have been identified by Wednesday night, he said, noting not all of the students had backpacks or wallets on them. Of course, then there will be the typical reaction from the, the right and the left on what to do with guns, what to do about guns. And uh, we have to, again, deal with this gun violence and of this violence and this uh, shooting and the aftermath of the shooting and we'll look for solutions and it's not that we don't look for solutions again and again we're left with the the knowledge every one of us know we're going to go to automatic trenches to the right and to the left gun control no gun control uh, and we are going to get nowhere and we are going to have this again. It's like trench warfare in World War One. We've got this no man's land between us. And uh, for this to happen, especially on a day like Ash Wednesday, has caused a deeper mourning in my heart and a longing that rises up in prayer to say, what is it? Lord, what is it? And, and what is our way out? It's not about writing a piece of legislation. Uh, although a piece of legislation would certainly help at times. It's not that we don't do particular things, but we don't look deeper. We never look deeper. And uh, as a culture, as a society, and as a believer, as believers in that society, we need to look deeper. And we, quite honestly, do not do a good job as the church, as believers, of spiritually diagnostics, spiritual diagnostics, of, of spiritually running these internal tests of what's going on. And uh, we fear that because we fear it in our own lives. We, we don't like to face this stuff. So this morning, as I got up, this is my reflection as um, I have been in prayer yesterday and today. And here are two main things for us as Americans that we do not want to admit about ourselves and it's a part of our DNA as a culture. Now, the difference on saying DNA, that's a bad, that's a bad term. Maybe I should use systems code because the, here's the deal. I really, truly believe we can change the systems code. And, but that's a spiritual deal. And we don't want to talk about spiritual deals. But here's a couple of things I really have honed in on. Violence is part of our DNA. It's not guns. It's violence. We cannot have a gun and we will weaponize fertilizer like Timothy McVeigh did in Oklahoma City. We cannot have a gun and we will weaponize our car like the white supremacists did in Charlottesville, Virginia last summer. 
We will weaponize our fists like men do to their wives or girlfriends on some occasions when they run out of other options. We were born as a nation in violence. And really the only way we truly think we can solve an issue is ignore it until we break out in violence. And then let that violence bleed out for a time and then we think everything's okay. And then when peacemakers rise up, we kill them. Abraham Lincoln did have to drive the nation to war. The nation was driven to war. He didn't do it himself. But as the war was concluding, it was obvious he was not willing to punish the South in the way that the North felt they should be punished. And it's not that the North killed Lincoln, it's that Lincoln, who would have been instrumental in trying to forge a way of peace, was killed. We killed Martin Luther King. We killed John F. Kennedy. We killed Bobby Kennedy. We, we will rise up... <laughs> with violence to put down peacemakers. We will shout down peacemakers. We will demonize. Violence is part of our DNA. It's part of our operating system, so to speak. The other thing that's part of our DNA and our operating system is fear. Currently, for the conservatives or the right or Republicans or the Tea Party or whatever we're calling that side of the political aisle now. We fear immigrants and we justify it. We justify this fear by calling it national security. We fear in so many parts of our lives and we live our lives and we develop policies out of those fears. And this is where we as the church should be different or not. My own denomination, Assemblies of God, was uh, born in 1914. There was a strong belief in pacifism at that particular time. We tossed that out in World War II and have since uh, ridiculed pacifists. We praise machines of war, fear immigrants, Christians fear immigrants in this country and we don't lead the way in peace we sing songs of praise as we march off to war now this isn't about taking away guns it, and it's not about disbanding our military this is about our basic operating system our, our dna we ridicule the meek even in the church we ridicule those who work for peace even in nonviolent ways. Well, actually, especially in nonviolent ways. As we do that, we have an institutional memory loss that Jesus blesses those who are meek and those who are peacemakers. We need the way of repentance, and the church needs to lead the way. We should repent of our violent hearts and understand vengeance belongs to God. We need to recognize that God really does know how to handle things. We also need to repent of our fear. Perfect love casts out. And all we do currently in our world is operate out of fear. After this school shooting, the NRA will gin up fear that the government will take away your guns. And they'll raise a lot of money and they'll sell a lot of guns. But just as on the right, you gin up fear to create 
action on the left. You gin up fear to create action. A few weeks ago, it was a, a piece of legislation in Congress to end, uh, to restrict abortions after 20 weeks. And here comes Planned Parenthood and NARAL ginning up fear. Women will be in jail and doctors will be in jail and they will take control of women's bodies. Fear raises money. Fear raises response and we're incredibly good at it. We are people of fear and violence. And we, as the church, should repent and walk in kingdom power. We should mourn over our national sin. We should ask for a renewal of the spirit so we can walk in the power of the kingdom. My prayer that we would truly find a way to wash away our violent responses to situations in our world and in our lives, and that we would find a way to finally allow love to drive out fear. May we beat our violent swords into peaceful plowshares. May we study war no more. Lord, hear our prayer.